So welcome to the first episode of this season of Biz Talks, which used to be a weekly live show, and it's going to be a weekly live interview series, which is like a talk show style. So uh, about uh, online business owners and their journey throughout this um, online business space and how they have started and why they started and what is it that uh, keeps uh, them going and what is it that uh, makes them stand out in their niche. And so I am so excited because for the next four interviews, you are going to meet Latina uh, guests and it wasn't intentional. It just happened. <laughs> so I'm so glad to, to have you on. And this, uh, this episode is with Wendy, who is a marketing strategist and she helps to market uh, coaches and consultants, their business and expertise online so that they can make the money that they wish to have. So welcome, Wendy. Thank you. First of all, I just want to say it's an honor to be one of the first guests here as you're revamping this and bringing it back to life. So thank you for like considering me and having me on. Yes. So as I said in the intro, um, you help people with marketing, but I also know that you have just launched a product line. Mm -hmm. And uh, before we talk about the past, what made you add or branch out into the product-based business? Yeah, no, I love that question. I actually made a post on Instagram today how sometimes as entrepreneurs, we tend to put ourselves in boxes. And for me, it's all about breaking boxes, right? As a Latina who's starting their my own business, who started their own my own business, I had to break so many boxes. And I feel like sometimes when we go online, we find we tend to put ourselves in boxes. And for me, I always wanted I always thought back to my journey and how I started and some of the things that came came up for me. And I wanted to create my second business to be a representation um, and an honor for the people that are starting out in their business journey to be able to wear apparel, have stationery, you know, drinkware, to be able to remember that they can keep going. When things get hard, keep going. Um, because I had to remind myself not once, not twice, not a hundred times, but um, probably a thousand times, if not more, to keep going. And so Viva Boldly, which is my second business as a product business, is like that re um, remembrance to keep going despite of the obstacles that come our way. This is such a great introduction to you because uh, it is not easy to run a business and it is not easy to run an online business and it is not easy to run an online business being a woman of color, right? Yeah. So what made you get started at all and uh, what keeps you going? Yeah, you know, I always had such a entrepreneur spirit is what I said. Um, I tend to say a lot of times I was selling gel pens when I was in elementary school, middle school to try to get those little trinkets, those little toys, cookies at the end of, you know, school. And I loved being able to like have a little bit of money to be able to do those things. And so at a young age, I fell in love with being able to do things on my own and figure things out. Um, what really, though, 
made me want to start Lovingly Bold was that I was on a journey prior to getting married in 2017 of kind of self-discovery. For the longest time, again, going back to that box, I felt like I had put myself in a box on what society deemed appropriate, what was the perfect way of doing things, you know, going to college, getting married, having kids. And for me, there came a time where I was just like, screw all that noise. I'm going to do things on my term. I'm not going to let anyone like stop me or dictate the next steps that I need to take. And so then I went to South Korea, actually, I went to go visit my best friend. And I had this whole self discovery of like, what does Wendy truly want? And I started lovingly bold, as that self discovery, I was traveling and kind of discovering what I wanted, where I wanted to go. And my husband was always very supportive of that. And then eventually that turned into me talking about Instagram and talking about the changes. But again, I was still kept myself in the box because I knew all these things about marketing. But I was so scared to be loud with marketing because I was like, what if it just goes over people's heads? What if they don't understand? And I realized I'm like, I, again, I can't keep myself in that box and try to please everyone. Got to break the pa- the box and speak to what's true to me. And that was business and that was marketing and being able to simplify that in a way that made sense for online entrepreneurs. And so that's how Lovingly Bold came to be officially in 2019. 2019 is when Lovingly Bold came to be. (laughs) And that is when we connected over on Instagram. That was, I guess, the first round when you launched your mastermind, I suppose, Mm -hmm. is when we met. But um, before we talk about that launch, I I want you to tell us why Lovingly Bold, because it's if people follow you on Instagram and if they have a chance to to look at your stories, then you are so loving and so bold that, you know, it's it's like the epitome of your, so you are your personal brand, basically. But how did you come up with this term? You know, it was actually right before my trip to South Korea. I was like, what do I want to stand for? And I've always really admired people that are super bold. But what I realized is that sometimes people felt like they had to be bold. Um, By being bold, you had to be the loudest in the room. You had to be super controversial. You had to be someone who it was almost your way or the highway. And for me, I was like, that's not the kind of bold that I want to stand for. I don't want to be the loudest in the room. But what I want to do is be able to shift perspectives in a loving way that's still bold, but empowers people rather than make them kind of feel like, oh, I have to feel this way because now I'm feeling like this negative connotation. And as a byproduct, you know, I'm doing this, but it wasn't like in an empowering way. And so for me, lovingly bold was yes, being bold, but in an empowering, honest, authentic way that feels good to me. And that's, I feel like translates in the way that I show up online. So that's kind of the backstory of how I always knew that bold was the word that I wanted to because all my friends always described me as bold. Um, But I was like, but what does bold truly mean to me? And that means being able to show up in a lovingly way and empower people to take action, to create the business, to start multiple businesses, but in a way that feels good to them. And you are so right to say that we have to be really bold to go after what we want, but it doesn't mean that we have to do it in a loud way or in a pushy way, like we usually um, connect to the to the word bold. And uh, especially women, those who have this very tender feminine energy like you can be bold and can go after what they want without, you know, embodying the masculine part of the word being bold, right? 
Exactly. You know, and I always say, I'm like, leverage your contradictions. That's something that I learned from Daniela Porte. It was from one of her books. And she mentioned leverage your contradictions because for the longest time, I feel like people, you know, they're like, well, if you're humble, you can't get what you want. But I'm like, you can be humble and get what you want. You can be a visionary, but still be very practical in the approach that you're taking to seek that vision. And so for me, I'm like, yeah, I can be bold, but I can do it in a lovingly way as well. And so I always say, I'm like, if there's contradictions out there, there's ways to be able to leverage that. And that's kind of what I'm doing through throughout this brand, Lovingly Bold. Um, so let's get back to when we first met. And I know that that was the first launch of your mastermind that you are launching now. Uh, is the first iteration, is the one that you are still launching or you have tweaked? And I would like you to be... Um, I would like you to talk about it because we tend to think that if, if we launch something that is going to be the one holy grail forever and or if it fails, then uh, we have to create newer and newer offers rather than tweaking that one offer to fit our ideal client's needs, right? Yeah, no. So this is the second round to the mastermind that I launched in. Well, it was late 2020 because I launched it in December behind the scenes and it goes on for six months. For me, I'm very data metric and customer experience driven. So for me, what's been important throughout this experience of the six months with the five, six women that I have in this group right now is really gauging where they're at, the progress that they've made, um, but doing it not through just my lens, but their lens as well. So with any program that I do, I'm very big on having them fill out forms prior, during, and then after, because I really want to gauge what their transformation experience has been like. So then that way I can get the data to be able to make the tweaks that I need to do for future rounds. Um, an example of that is one of the things that came up was a lot of the girls were needing help with bookkeeping and they didn't have knowledge around bookkeeping. I'm not an expert in that field myself. And so I know for future rounds, that could be something that I can bring on a guest expert to talk about and be able to speak on with more, obviously, a set of expertise. Um, but I don't think necessarily just because one thing didn't work out the right way necessarily that you need to give up on it. Um, for the longest time since 2019, right at the start, I was being, you know, pushed to do a mastermind, but I did not feel called to do that at that point because I wanted to focus on the one thing that I was at, which was my one-on-one coaching at that time. I wanted to make sure that that worked before I actually made a mastermind. And so it wasn't until late 2020 that I finally said, now I feel 100% confident because I've really gauged the interest, did the research worked with a multitude of people that I can now take this knowledge and transform it into a mastermind. I could have easily gone into a course as well, but I love working with people one-on-one. Um, -on -one. And so for me personally, the mastermind was the route. Um, but that doesn't mean that just because something doesn't work that you can't, you know, revamp it, make some changes and try again. So as you say, you could have turned it into a course, but because you like working with people, you went with the, the mastermind format of, of offering this group experience. And it's interesting that you say that you have to, or you felt that you needed 
the one-on-one experience or at least a number of one-on-one experience for you to be able to navigate the group dynamics within a mastermind. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to make sure that whatever I was putting in a group setting was something that I validated through a multitude of different client appro- like client experiences for sure. Yeah, and so then you launched it as a as a group experience, and you have tweaked it for the second time. So, what is the difference between the first round compared to this second round that is coming up because i really like what you are going to do with this round i uh you know sneaked upon you on your stories and you said something like uh if it is not for you i won't enroll you because you have to uh, i want you to speak about it because i'm not sure if i remember correctly so first i want you to tell us and then i will have some questions of course Yeah, so here's the thing. I've done a multitude of, I've done two masterminds actually myself. And the experiences were amazing. I love them. But what I learned was that sometimes, for example, my first experience with the mastermind, I was needing more structure prior to going into the mastermind, like knowing what each week or at least what month we were going to be covering, what was I actually going to be learning from this experience? And I felt like that was a little bit of structure was missing from that first round. So then for the first round that I did my mastermind, I made sure that there was structure. For the second round that I did, uh, for the second mastermind that I participated in, I enjoyed it, but I felt like at that point there was too much structure, too much strategy. And so for me, I'm like, okay, as someone who does drive on both masculine and feminine approaches, How can I create a balance of both for the mastermind? And so for me personally, I want to bring on more of like the mindset approach as I help, you know, these entrepreneurs scale to that next level. And that was something that kept coming up as well. As someone who drives on strategy, I can hold space. I've done some trainings to be able to do mindset work, but I'm not an expert. And I know when I For me personally, I know when I'm an expert at something and where I'm going to like shine and that's my zone of genius. And I also know when I'm not. So for me, I do for this next round, I want to bring more experts that are going to be able to help support the mastermind overall to be able to enhance that. One of the things that I did last round was I incorporated bonus experiences where we were having kind of fun while peaking business um, creativity. We did coffee tastings. We did, um, what else did we do? We did like these astrology readings. Um, We had a murder mystery and those were fun, but I'm like, how can I create that fun and have it be more related to business as well? And so those are some of the changes that I'm gonna see um, going forward for the second round be implemented. I also like one of the things that I'm really stressing forward this upcoming round of the mastermind is this is where the person like I don't want them to come here seeking the results that I've had. I want them to be able to create the results that they want. And I want them to be ready to put in the work. I feel like sometimes I talked about this yesterday on my on my live. Sometimes people go into working with someone expecting to, you know, have their same path and see the same results. And I think that that's such a false narrative expectation to have, because again, you're putting yourself in the box on what one person did. And that's just not fair for you as the entrepreneur going into this container. And so I want leaders in this mastermind is what I'm really seeking. So I'm excited for that. 
Exactly. So this, this was the this was the bit that caught my uh, ears that you said that I can tell you the strategy to follow, but if it is not something that that so you are not on uh, at the stage or you are not there in your journey to follow that strategy, then it will not work for you or something along those lines. And I really like how authentic and transparent you are that uh, about uh, following strategy or you know following we can say cookie cutters or as you say trying to imitate uh, someone else's uh, strategy or success because we, uh, we have a totally different uh, mix of skills and abilities and experiences and it's uh, it's uh, you know the the mastermind leaders uh, role is to make the members find their own strategies right or find a strategy that is going to align with their vision their journey and their um energetics i would also say so i really like this part but there is another component uh, to this mastermind which is very practical and very much needed and that is a product suit right so you are going to help them create a product suit for their business right yeah so one thing fun fact that sometimes people don't know about me is that i actually did do social media management um as a part-time when i was living back in nebraska i'm in texas now um and then i did it while i was doing because i used to work at sephora too we love makeup up in the lovingly bold brand and i was doing a little bit of social media management because i'm someone who always likes to stay busy and as i got into the coaching space and became a strategist one of the things that I saw that never that I just did not stand for was that I was seeing so many people transition from social media management, VA, OBMs, like any service-based business into coaching because they felt like that was the only way to be able to make money. And that was the only way to be able to scale a business. And to me, that is just so far from the truth of what can really truly be possible for a service-based entrepreneur and so for me i cater to yes coaches but i also cater to service-based entrepreneurs and really seeing the power that they have within their business within their set of expertise to create more momentum and more skill through their business and a lot of times that's rooted in creating an offer suite that they feel passionate about creating my clients you know they come and we create offer suites and they all look so different because they're all in different um, aspects of business. I have web designers, I have agencies, I have coaches, social media managers, and it all looks a little bit different. It all starts with what they truly wanna create. And we take that as a starting point and we expand from there. And so, yeah, that's that's why I'm really passionate about helping you know, service-based entrepreneurs and coaches, consultants and agencies being able to create that because there's more for them. There's more for them. I totally agree with you and because we have the expertise as a set of skill sets we can mix and match the different bits and pieces within the skill set to create different offers so whenever i think about the product suit is more like the variations of the solution that i can create rather than totally different you know, offers that stand differently yeah. from each other, or, you know, maybe if I, uh, so how I like 
to think about it and what I like to talk about in terms of course creation, because I'm a course creation coach, is that we can stack courses. And the way you talk about the product suite reminds me of the way how I imagine stacking courses one on the other. So, so this is why I believe your mastermind is a very much needed um, offer you know, to create or to give the clarity to these service-based people that it is not something far-fetched to scale something once they start to see how their own gifts or skill sets can be mixed and matched so that it fits different faces of the same solution. Yeah. So tell us more about, tell us a bit more about this second round or this round of your mastermind launch who is your ideal member, how they can apply, what is it that uh, they could get out of it, although you have touched upon that, and um, how can people find you? Yeah, and and here, before I move on to that real quick, one thing that I want to mention with offer suites, because, you know, there's other people that help with offer suites, and they're like, you know what, you're going to be able to create more income, you're going to be able to scale, and yeah, that's all so true. But I also want to remind people that when you create a offer suite, you're diversifying the number of people that you're going to be able to reach in terms of there's people that might not be able to afford to work at my mastermind high level. So maybe starting off with, you know, my content creation course, because that's exactly what they need to be able to start showing up on Instagram might be the best fit for them. And so you're working with people who might be, need a niche specific problem like content creation that they need solved. Maybe they can't, they want to work with you. They want to learn from you, but they can't do the high ticket investment. And maybe right now they just don't have the time because like I said, anyone coming into my mastermind, I want them to be able to put in the work. And so that way they can see the results. And some people just don't have the time. And so with an offer suite as someone who, you know, is a coach or as a service provider, yeah, you're going to see um, stackable income, you're going to be able to scale. But I also want people to think of it from the client perspective, your dream clients, they're going to be able to save time, they're going to be able to have niche specific offer um, problem solved. And they're going to be able to work with you even if it's one step at a time. So I wanted to say that real quick too, because oftentimes people just think of the income and the scale. And it's a lot deeper than that too. Um, so the mastermind too, the mastermind is for that person who is a service-based entrepreneur, who is a coach, and they want to build an offer suite that is going to help them scale their business. They're ready for that expansion, whether it's like starting a second business, bringing on a dream, you know, full-time or part-time employee, or just start outsourcing. Someone who is ready to expand their marketing efforts outside of Instagram. Um, this current round, we focused on Pinterest, email marketing, and funnels, and what that looks like specifically for them. Um, I, I don't usually always promote income, but this is for the person who's wanting to start reaching, you know, those multiple, maybe it's their first five-figure month or multiple five-figure reoccurring month. That's for this person. And so when I think of the mastermind, the thing that makes me the most passionate, and I think that's one of my unique core values and one of the things that stands out for me is that I'm very hands-on and so you get done for you funnels in the mastermind you get you know email sequences that you can kind of play around with and if it's something that you're not aligned with then we can create one in one of our private one-on-one -on -one calls because it is a hybrid program where you get that group coaching 
plus the one-on-one coaching aspect of it too. That's important to me. Um, So it's very fluid in that sense where it's like, I meet you where you're at, but I'm also bringing, you know, that knowledge and the strategy to help support you as you reach that next level in your business. Yes, uh, um, I totally agree with you that um, you have to have a product suit that caters to different um, people in in your audience. And uh, the way you can do that is the way, as you say, is building out a funnel or building out a customer journey in order for all those people to be able to find their way through you or to you. So how can people apply? Yeah, so I'm actually going to be launching. This is actually my first launch that I'm going to do a rollover launch where I'm not going to have an open cart, closed cart. Come Monday, I'm going to put the sales page up there because I I did create a sales page for this round. So that way, again, I did it more so because I want the right people in the group, in the mastermind versus just anyone and anyone. Um, So the sales page is going to be up on Monday for anyone that's like, I want to know the details. And then two, if you're someone who just wants to get on a call, I always love getting to know people. You can always send me a DM at lovingly bold and we can chat about it in the DMs. And if a call is something that you want, I want to honor that we'll get on a call. Um, but yeah, and I can always send the application to where people can apply. And um, on the screen, you see Loving Label, the handle that you can find Wendy at. Okay, so um, what would you tell yourself, your younger self, when you started out, just to close off with some inspiration for those of uh, um, the viewers who are getting started and wish to get to a place where they could have, uh, afford to work with you and create a product suit? So, what would you tell the younger Wendy um, yeah. when you started out? I would say just start. Start and block out the noise, whether that's noise coming from your own mindset, whether that's noise coming from your parents, whether that's noise coming from the consumption that you're doing on social media and it's blocking what tr- what your true purpose is. Just start and block the noise. I think that's very key because when I was just starting out, I always remember that I was for the longest time second guessing creating a Facebook group. And I think back at how much time I spent on that thought of wanting to create a Facebook group when I could have just created it and, you know, build the momentum right from the get go. But I contemplated and was scared. And sometimes you just got to start. So just start and block out the noise. That's my biggest recommendation for anyone just starting out. Yes, and it is so rewarding to to know that we can trust ourselves because what you also say with this, if you block out the noise, then you will be able to to listen to your own uh, intuition or or you know your your own voice, your own desires, and that is always uh, um, the best way forward because we know what. We- we want to achieve right so it's we have everything we need to move forward or at least this is how i interpret your inspirational message to us thank you so much Wendy. if you have uh, any questions to wendy make sure to pop them down here in the um, 
question section and then we will get back to it answering all your questions and see you next week same time same place place with another latina awesome.